subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Bayshat now will dribble it out. Two seconds, one second, and it is over. Comes to a merciful end. Tennessee dominated in the second half. They led by six at the break. They outscored Arkansas by 23 in the second half. 92 to 63, the final. Well, it got out of hand in a hurry. When the Razorbacks in Tennessee got into the second half last night, by the end it was just downright ugly. As Tennessee, over the final 20 minutes, just uh, ran the Razorbacks off the floor. No other way to put it. The better team, and I mean the better team by a lot, was the winner at Bud Walton Arena. And that's where we begin. It's where we have to begin. On the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, brought to you in part by the Bet Saracen Ab. We are going to hear from Dave Van Horn over the course of the podcast today. We're dropping this one today, and then we'll drop the weekend edition tomorrow. Matt Jones will be along, but I wanted to wait until today so we would have the ball game to talk about. And I thought for maybe 20 minutes that we might have something fun to talk about in this podcast, but it just uh, it didn't last. And again, it got out of hand very quickly in the second half. This was must when it was over. First and second half, we gave up 46 points. So defensively, not much different, not good either half defensively. Tennessee, more physical than us, created more turnovers. The points off turnovers was a killer. We've talked about our inability at times to take care of the basketball. Live ball turnovers was a, was a huge, huge problem tonight. Tennessee had a better competitive spirit that was plain to see. Now the schedule hadn't done us any favors. I mean, now we're the last SEC game on a Wednesday night. Mississippi State has off, and we go there. So uh, it's the second time it's happened to us in the last couple of weeks. No excuses. It's a schedule we have, but not easy knowing, again, why we couldn't play on a Tuesday. Not sure why we're the last game on Wednesday and then have a, another early game, not a late game on Saturday. So a very, very quick turnaround for our team. And we got we to gotta, we gotta draw free throws attempted. That's our game is getting to the foul line. Tennessee's a very, very physical team. Tennessee opponents, I think, in SEC play average over 22 free throws attempted. Tonight we get 15. We had a goal of trying to get there to 30. We thought that was a realistic goal. We got half of those. Either we got we got to do a better job, I guess, playing through contact or initiating contact because that was a big part of the game plan, and we were unable uh, to get free throws attempted. Now, the first thing, Tennessee's really good. I mean, they have a team that I think is a Final Four contender. I know their postseason record's not been all that great, but if they lose in the round of 32, say, in the NCAA tournament, I would consider that to be a major upset. They've got a lot of weapons They've got a lot of weapons all over the floor, and they were just the better team. I just uh, even in the first half, I'll be honest with you, even in the first half, when Arkansas was hanging, I still had the sense that they were overmatched, that Tennessee was just a lot better, and as the game wore on, we would see that. And indeed, in the second half, 
um, you could very clearly tell who the best basketball team was. So seven games remain for the Razorbacks in the regular season. They're guaranteed one in the conference tournament. Now, Arkansas is going to play at Mississippi State on Saturday and then at Texas A&M on Tuesday. So you think about it, going into last night's game, there were eight games remaining in the regular season. Three of them, three of those eight, played inside a seven-day window. They played the first of those three last night. By the time the Razorbacks get on the plane and fly home from College Station Tuesday night, there's only going to be five games left in the regular season. They're 12-12 and 12 right now, 3-8 and eight in Southeastern Conference play. And here's the thing. I know baseball season starting Friday. We're going to get into that. Fans have the option of turning away. The players still have to play. The coaches still have to coach. And as we see, nobody's going to have any mercy. Now, before we move to baseball, I want to talk to those of you who are buying or selling a home. Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, is the name you need to remember. You hear me talking about them, and it's because, number one, my experience with them. Multiple times as a buyer and a seller, the way it went, the way I was treated, the way it all worked out at the end of the day, I couldn't have been more satisfied. So when I talk about them, I do speak from personal experience. Now, I know the market changes, and that's the thing about it. With the way things are changing and as rapidly as things are happening right now in the world, when it comes to your real estate investments, buying or selling a home, you really, de- uh, really do need someone on your side of the table who understands every step of the process. Chances are it's going to be the most money you've ever spent. There's a good chance of that. So doesn't it make sense to have someone who values your situation as much as you do? That's what you get with an agent from Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. The line of communication always open, and the knowledge of the market unsurpassed. Now, they've got offices in northwest Arkansas. They're in Batten County. They're in Washington County. They're in the River Valley. They operate out of their Fort Smith office there. Branson, Missouri, service north central Arkansas, southern Missouri. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Give me the hogs, Chuck! Give me the hogs! Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I guess it became apparent for me shortly after Auburn ran the Razorbacks off the floor in the conference opener. I kept hearing people say, man, I'm ready for baseball. I'm ready for baseball season to get underway. And the chorus has grown as the basketball season is worn on. Razorback fans are just thirsting for a winner right now. Uh, football didn't work out the way they had planned. Basketball hasn't either. Baseball's got to carry the banner. They're ranked number one in the country, I guess, in one of the polls, two, three, four, five, and some of the others. They're going to be really good. They open tomorrow. James Madison is the opponent. It's a four-game series with the series finale on Monday. 
That's kind of unusual. I, I was actually wondering what the backstory was on that. Dave Van Orn was on the morning rush today, today being Thursday as we tape this. Here's what he had to say about that. Yeah, well, the NCAA sets, sets our start date, which is Friday. Um, you know, it'd be nice if they'd give us a, an option to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, we're trying to get four games in before we head to Arlington. So we uh, talked with James Madison when we were you know, looking at the schedule and asked them if they would be willing to play a four-game ter- series and could they stay over on Monday. And we had you know, four days to get four games in. If we had weather issues, we could double up one day, except Sunday, or excuse me, except Monday, because that's definitely a travel day for them. That's where we're playing at noon. And they agreed to it. It, it makes it easier than trying to find a Tuesday game uh, to have another day's rest for our pitchers before we go to that tournament, especially early in the year to give guys some rest. Because, you know, we don't have enough time to get these arms ready. And it's it's an ongoing issue with the NCAA to, to get them to let us bring guys back on campus early and start working with them to get them ramped up for this start date. Now, there's a lot of depth on this team. I mean, pick your position. Pitching staff, position players, lots of depth. Plenty of competition. Sometimes you have competition because you're trying to figure out if you have one good player. They seem to be in a situation where their competition is based around two or three really good players competing for one spot. And there may be a guy who's a really good player that comes out on the short end. They need to have depth right now. Peyton Stovall is out for, I guess, four to six weeks based on what we hear. He's got a fractured foot, got hit by a pitch. And uh, they're going to have to juggle things around the infield. Dave says it'll be an opportunity for somebody. Well, right now we're gonna we'll put uh, Peyton Holt over at second. You know he played there probably the last twenty games of the season after you know Stovall got hurt, and and so we'll we'll bring in Sprague Lot to, to play third to start out, and that's what he played a lot at Richmond, and he's a really good defender, and he's hit too. You know he's uh, he's a guy that's kind of sneaky at the plate. He'll have a couple of bats that look real good, and then he'll hit a double and a single, and you're going, wow, he had a pretty good day, but. You know, he's a defense-first type of guy, in my opinion, at this time. But Holt's doing really well. Uh, he was he was going to be our starting third baseman, and then when Stovall went down, we just felt like athletically we needed to move him up the middle. Um, Stovall's coming along. I mean, he got hit in a, just a real tender part of the, the side of his right foot. Uh, he got hit by a pitch and a scrimmage and, you know, actually stayed in there and hit and hit a double. And he didn't run. We told him he didn't have to run if he wanted to stay in and swing it. And his next at bat, he got a single. And then uh, really started hurting him. And I knew he was in trouble. I had an x-ray the next day. And it, it, it has a, a fracture in there that did not have to be set with a screw or anything. So it's going to heal on its own, uh, you know, four weeks probably. I'd say four weeks from now. Maybe maybe a little earlier, but uh, they're doing everything they can to get that thing ready. And he was really playing well. I mean, still amazing, throwing a lot better now that his arm's fixed. And it's, uh, you know, the bat was really coming on. And that's the hardest part is the offensive part, seeing live pitching. And that's what he was so disappointed about. He just felt like he was getting it back because he hadn't swung against live pitching since, you know, really last April. He didn't, and, and you know, until this January. So, He's behind there, but he was—he looked like he was going to be outstanding. Sounds like it's going to get cold as we move through the weekend. Tomorrow, particularly, 
It's going to get colder as the day progresses. Wind is going to be an issue. Sometimes in a ball game, outdoors wind is as big an issue as temperature. For example, Saturday, the sun's supposed to be out. I don't think, based on the forecast that I've seen, it's going to be quite as windy. So uh, down on the field, it may not be that bad. But it is one of those weekends where if you're going, you want to find a seat in the sun. By the time we end the season, everybody wants to be in the shade. But at the start of the baseball season, the premium spots are going to be in the sunshine. I know people are geared up. There's going to be tailgating. There's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. It's, uh, it's nice to have baseball season back. As we move toward the weekend, the Bet Saracen app is going to be alive and well. We've got basketball as we move through the week. If you have not downloaded the Bet Saracen app, you are really missing out. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. That's why it's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Now, there are laws in our state that keep a lot of the national betting apps from operating in our state. And the Bet Saracen app really has become the dominant sports betting app in Arkansas. And the reason is because they make it fun for Arkansas people. Uh, You're always going to find ways to bet on Razorback games, whether it be just the overall outcome, the spread, the money line. You're going to have prop bets, in-game bets. If you're one of those people that likes to make a wager on the game you're watching or maybe your favorite team, the Bet Saracen app really is the spot where you need to be. If you've not downloaded it, do so today. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready at the Bet Saracen app. All right, that's enough for today. I just wanted to drop in today and talk a little bit about the basketball game last night and the baseball game tomorrow. Matt Jones will be around as we record our weekend edition tomorrow. You've noted, I'm sure, if you've read and listened and watched, the passing of longtime trainer Dean Weber. We'll talk about that with Matt. Matt had a unique relationship. So we'll visit with uh, Matt some when we get together tomorrow. Hope you're having a good week. We'll wrap it up on the podcast tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.